Hey folks, welcome to Lords of Order, a DC Doctor Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 79, and we have spoilers, as I will be talking about issue 16 of the current volume. Feedback can be sent to the Doctor Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. BigTimeNoise.com slash Dr. Fate is the website. Twitter handle is Teal, T-E-A-L Productions, and Lords of Order have has both Facebook and Google Plus pages. Cover dated November 2016, Dr. Fate issue 16, storytellers Paul Levitz and Sonny Liu, colorist Lee Loffridge, letterer Saida Temafante, Story entitled Judgment Day. Now the cover is probably the first cover in a while that I don't really dig. It was done by Brendan McCarthy. And it's got a character um, who we find out later on in the issue, actually having read it, is Osiris. Crumbling, uh, or well actually holding the helmet of Thoth as it disintegrates. And Below that, laying on, presumably the ground, uh, in the rubble of the helmet as it crumbles away, is Kent and Khalid. Now, they are very indistinguishable, almost, as far as who they're supposed to be. Uh, A lot of time and effort was spent on the helm and the face of Osiris, the hands. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like the... um, the composition, I guess, of the cover this time. But we start out in New York City at dawn with no sun. And we have all kinds of reactions to no sun, one of which is Khalid's father Mohammed as he is driving his cab. He notices that the sun has not risen and it is eight, a little after eight. And he finally says, please, Allah, have mercy on us all. We cut to a neighborhood near a subway entry at Lexington Avenue and 58th Street, it looks like. Getting the general public's assessment of the fact that there is no sun. And um, we have different characters here. Regular people, I believe, uh, well... I don't know. I believe one of these even is supposed to be Alan Moore from back in the day, but I don't I don't know if that's really the case or not. But for those of you that have seen this in the lower right-hand side, the furry dude, strike me as a 1980s, 1990s early Alan Moore, but someone let me know what they think. We cut to Khalid, who's walking around somewhere. We're not really sure. He may have been near that subway, but I don't see him in this throng. No, there he is. He has just gotten off the subway, and this is the throng he encountered. He's kind of nondescript here, but then um, we focus in on him, and he is thinking that he he feels extra magic in the air. Um, I need to change. I've got the helmet with me, but I need to put it on, and people will see. So he's looking around. Well, is is there a phone booth I can use? No, I don't see anything. Oh, that's right. Kent told me this trick, and he utters Nabu, hit pause, and you see little tendrils of golden energy go out, and everyone freezes. 
Hercules, like, yeah, pulls out the helmet, puts it on, uh, flies into the air. Everyone resumes their normal activity. He gets a text as he's flying. Khalid, are you okay? Can't really tell who this is um, from this. I believe this turns out to be a text from his mother, Elizabeth. Kent Nelson is flying around, fully garbed, full helmet, Morning over Brooklyn, but as dark a dawn as any I ever saw with the Justice Society. Yes, dropping names, my favorite supergroup of all time. This isn't just some dark miasma. The sun genuinely isn't rising. Good word, miasma. That's major dark magic. So he jets off, feels that it's coming from a particular area, notices that there's an area over by the park that is full of sunshine, But the sunshine's not high. It's very close to the ground. So he goes to sniff it out. Perhaps something has gone on and he can make the sun rise to where it's supposed to be. Maybe something is holding it or, you know, who knows? This is magic we're talking about. Could be anything. And he flies into what appears to be an attack. Uh, He's attacked directly by light. He's trying to fight back, trying to identify the magic that is being wielded against him. And then someone says, you are not the one, in, in, in a black speech bubble. Kent realizes Egyptian. How could I not have felt that as we finally see Osiris here? Not human, a demon, a fallen, forgotten god. And the character responds, I hear your mind, arrogant little mortal. Osiris is not fallen. And he very much... Uh, is rendered in a in a Osiris fashion that I recognize with the tall helm, and he's holding two different staffs. One looks like the Caduceus, and the other looks like a uh, a whip of some sort. Only it's got small little flangy things at the end. You shall fall before my judgment, he tells Kent, and then Kent just goes shroomp and loses any power that he has and falls to the ground with a ploink as his helmet hits the ground. Is it Thoth's helm so long since I wrought that in the heat of the lake of fire? No. It is but a magician's trick, not the guilt in which I imprison Nabu at Thoth's request. The mortal's power mimics my gift, but it is a fraud. He is not the one. Osiris says as he um, seemingly melts and potentially absorbs the helmet, the amulet, and the cape that Kent had, revealing Kent in all his normal human glory. We cut to Salem, Massachusetts, the Tower of Fate, whereby we see Dinah, Kent's cat, walking around. Someone calls to it from the mirror, again in a black speech bubble. Your master has failed. I have need of you. Be honored. Yes, suitable enough as the cat walks up to the mirror, and then as it's walking through, we hear, We have far to go on your small paws, though. Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, the Nasur household. Elizabeth is saying that she texted Khalid to come home. But that's not what the text we saw said. It just asked if he was all right. But I'm assuming that was her text. 
She says, I want us to all be together if this is the end. And Muhammad says, I'm here for you. And these are not the end times of which your father preached, Elizabeth. Are you sure, she asks. Uh, remember, uh, Elizabeth is from a, uh, a, Christ, um, a Protestant or maybe Pentecostal uh, background. I guess that would be Christian. Um, whereas Muhammad is Muslim. She's citing things that have happened, the storms and the floods, then all those fires all over the city, now darkness. What's next, locusts? Isn't this the year for the 17-year emergence? As they're discussing things, she says, I know exactly how strong he is. That's why I'm worried. How can he handle whatever's causing this? And Muhammad says, you know? She says, of course I know. Mothers always know. He responds, oh. So does that mean that she knows that he is fate or is referencing something else? Because it wasn't said, led you to believe, but it wasn't said. So now Khalid shows up. Yeah, they're, they're starting to talk here together, Khalid, Elizabeth, and Muhammad, about the, the different facets of their individual life, their individual understandings of what may or may not be going on. And in the midst of this, Osiris completely, let's see, uh, completely trashes their brownstone. I mean, total. He, he, he does a two-hander on it, and it, it's gone. Elizabeth exclaims, Jesus Muhammad exclaims, Allah. Khalid exclaims in four symbols <laughs> as he's reaching for his backpack. Um, he does get it in time, puts on the helmet, manages to avoid Osiris, but uh, Osiris doesn't have much for Khalid. Khalid is nothing to him. Uh, actually, Osiris is on the hunt because he feels that Khalid has subverted his will with the recent um, defeat of Anubis. So, apparently Anubis told Osiris something that was not true. Your borrowed powers will not stop me. Judgment postponed is not judgment denied. Is your soul lighter than this feather? As he puts Khalid on a giant, uh, what, a Libra? A giant, is that the scale? Well, a giant scale, anyways. And then from uh, here off to the side, we see, you need not listen to her, Osiris, but you must listen to me, as Elizabeth is telling Osiris to stop. Elizabeth says, oh my god, Osiris is huge. Now there's a huge cat. And Osiris recognizes it. Bestet, this creature is yours? The jackal lies to you, Osiris. The mortal is my champion, and he kept Anubis from overreaching the authority you granted him. Now we have other manifestations of other deities uh, that will be talking to Osiris. Bestet speaks truly, Osiris, but the mortal is not only her champion. She chose him for mankind, and his courage has proven great. The great gods grow weak, Osiris, and the universe grows small. Now, that's coming from a dog. I don't recognize the dog. Allah would have 
mortals submit and face their destiny bravely. This is from the priest that we have seen two or three times that seems to know what's going on. That is the avatar that we see here. And then we also have an avatar of the Lady of the Lake. The threads that bind us grow more dangerous, Osiris, and even archangels cannot always stand guard. So maybe she's not a Lady of the Lake. Maybe it's an archangel. But it's she appeared to Khalid when he was over in Europe, and I took her to be the Lady of the Lake. So she, I believe, is the manifestation, is the avatar of... Uh, the Christian uh, Judeo God. The uh, Oman over here, I'm not sure what his name is, or I mean, I, I believe that's the correct title, Oman, is an avatar of Allah, and the dog is an avatar of the great gods. I, I, I don't know that one. I would think that the great gods would be like Cthulhu if they were going, no, that that's a joke. That's That's the dark gods, but okay. Osiris screams, silence. I am Osiris, Lord of the living and the dead. The judgment of man is given into my hands. And it is my judgment that will be passed on this mortal. And it is my judgment that he may live, Osiris says as he turns and walks away. The raiments of fate that Khalid may have also melting into those yellowish energy tendrils that we saw Osiris do to Kent Nelson. Um, Several profound panels here as Osiris walks away, walks up to his chariot, um, motions to something here that look like other Egyptian deities or, or, or something. I'm not sure what that means, but... We have the final uh, word from the different individuals. Elizabeth is uh, reciting, The Lord is my shepherd. Mohammed, blessed be the name of thy Lord, full of majesty, bounty, and honor. Akila comes running up. Khalid, Ms. Nasur, Mr. Nasur, are you okay? Khalid, or uh, Kent Nelson says he's gone. Khalid's really figuring this out as he manifests the mimicked full helm of fate. K, or no, I'll wait and do that one last because the next page. Meow, excellent. Uh, Bastet, as you will, my lord, The who I assume was the lady of the lake, but it may be uh, an avatar of, the, uh, of an archangel. It looks female to me, but it, it may be gender neutral. Could be my white male bias or, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, praise be to Allah who has guided us to this, never could we have found guidance had it not been for the guidance of Allah, uh, says the, I said Oman, Iman, Imam, Imam, something like, I, I forget what the priests are called, I apologize, no slight is intended, honestly, I'm just a person not versed in that, uh, the dog says woof, dog says, wo-. there's a song in there somewhere, and then Shea texts, says K. It's turning out to be a sunny day. Come play from her room. Okay. And Khalid is thinking, uh, standing atop a pile of rubble, holding the full helm, the actual helm of Thoth. So if it's my fate to heal the world, I guess I don't have to do it alone. I still have my folks, my teachers, my friends, and help that I didn't imagine even existed. But they're there for me. Maybe I can do this after all. 
He texts S. It's a beautiful day to be alive. See you, dot, dot, dot. And then next is the end, uh, is the name of the story. And I believe I have seen solicited to 18 issues. I don't know that I've seen solicited beyond that. So I, I believe it's going to be coming to an end, which will be good because soon I hope the Justice Society book pops up and Dr. Fate is in it. Um, I also know that the beginning parts so far of the new Blue Beetle story are involving and going to be involving more Dr. Fate. So those of you that have an interest may want to hop over and check out the first storyline of the new Blue Beetle book to see how it goes and how it uh, involves Dr. Fate. Uh, My impression is that the beetle scarab thing that uh what's his name Jaime Reyes has is magic based and so uh Egyptian magic based perhaps which would put it in the purview of Dr. Fate which takes it back to I believe the origins of the original blue beetle uh, now don't hold me to this but I believe those origins were of Egyptian, as the beetle was a scarab. So perhaps they're trying to do that, taking it away from the technological alien thingy thingy that it was running around um, earlier. Alrighty, guys, next time the Golden Age story will be from All Star Comics, the 1940 volume, issue 12. See you guys then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a teal production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0 unported license.